Welcome to the Yeah Buddy Experience Podcast. If you're looking for a podcast to motivate you and get you on track to overcoming obstacles and challenges, this podcast is definitely for you. Get ready for powerful and inspirational goodness brought to you by your hosts, Mike and Johnny. Yeah, buddy! So how are we doing? Leon, my man, how you doing, brother? How you doing, Mike? Are you good? Yeah, not too bad. This is episode one of the Year Buddy Experience podcast, and I'm so happy and ready to rock and roll, my man, ready to rock and roll. I've got a story for you already. Shoot, fire away. Um, names. Names, bro. Names for who? Names, bro. When did I, where did I meet you? Oh, it was at that, that casting. So it's weird. So I signed up for the, was it Crash Course? Crash Club Media. That's the one. So I signed up for that and ended up meeting yourself um, at the event. But it was more of you came to my rescue to save me from, <laughs> uh, this. was it Spanish or Venezuelan? Um, no, yeah, she was mixed. No, was Jamaican. Was she? Girl. Yeah, I think she was. You sure? Well, mixed heritage, yeah, because she cross-checked you on... Um, Oh, geographically. Talking about the other girl. You're talking about the other yeah. girl? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Hispanic looking girl. So you got girl. attacked twice. Yeah, I got attacked twice. So the, the first time, I will give you a little back story. So we had a question. The question was in regards of homosexuality and are men uh, okay to wear makeup and dresses? Mm-hmm. And because of the, the West in, Indian culture and upbringing, I said, no. I said, it, it's not cool. It's, it's not appropriate. And as soon as I came off from, from saying that point, I was attacked twice in the setting. First from, um, I think it's a black girl yeah. you mentioned, the one who kind of quizzed me about Haiti and oh, yeah, Jamaica. Care, right? yeah. She's on some issues. And then there was um, that Venezuelan-looking girl who was just, yeah, she was full on, man. She was talking yeah. about stuff from back home and stuff and I was just quite like taken back but I was quite fortunate enough to have you come to my rescue and and you saved the day man it's um I'm a people watcher so I was taking the the whole vibe in and then I just clocked onto it because I saw her make a bean line for you and she did it with intent yeah I know right so I was kind of like what's going on here then so I was being nosy yeah, no, no, it's good you did because I yeah. was I was panicking I didn't really know what to expect on, especially on that day it was one of those things where I rocked up open-minded to see what was going to happen and from there it was just like that threw me because obviously some of the views I have they can be seen as a bit questionable but it's it's the upbringing of my grandparents right Mm. and they're from the generation of you can say certain things and they're okay at that time yeah now you'd probably be that's not politically correct there's there's plenty of that I was saying the story about the names yeah so I just wanted to get you into that so we, I applied for that through Star now. Yes, okay. indeedy. So my stage name, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just true. Yeah. And all of this because um, my name, which should really be on the podcast, Shoot. which it will be from now, is Johnny. Oh, it's so bright. No, 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 I, I, I don't cool. know, man. For no, me, no, I, no, no, no. I, I, Johnny. Awesome. <laughs> we're, 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 we're getting it out there. It's, um, if you follow my socials, yeah. Um, Everybody and a lot of people call me Leon. Okay. So my, um, I would say from a mixture of what I've done in the past, so whether it be music, um, whatever it is, um, and from a previous life, so family background, which I'm sure we'll get into, um, my name is Leon. Okay. I'm and with then you. through family ups and downs and what have you, live with that person, that person, um, my name got changed to Johnny. Okay. Um, so I'm a very... Uh, not an insular person, but I'm, a, I'm quite a private person. So 
when I initially set up my social media accounts, I set them up in the name Leon and my nickname being Brownie. So Leon Brown is my social media. Okay, so there's loads going because you confused me. When I met you, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Johnny, yeah, Johnny, yeah, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like Leon. I was like, man, I'm confused. Am I so talking yeah, to the when same? I set up the WhatsApp, <laughs> okay. and that's why I was like, I'm not going to cross-check the guy because a lot of people call me Leon. Yeah, cross-check me. Yeah. So the WhatsApp is yeah. Leon Brown as well. Ah, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was just so confused. When I let you into my circle. <sighs> yeah. Hey, man, I'm in the circle. <laughs> Preach. When I let you into the circle, <laughs> yeah. it's Johnny. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm. I, what can I put? Like, I'm. I'm so um, happy to be in your circle, my man. There I'm so go. happy. I got, being the, I got the proper name round here, at least. There we go. I'm, but no, that, that's cool. That's cool. Well, at least we've we cleared it up. So yeah. nice to meet you, man. Hey, Johnny, what's <laughs> up, man? I was going to call you Leon again, but Johnny, how's it going? Everything's blessed, brother. Um, yeah. Became friends, I'd say. We're friends. Yeah, man. Yeah, friends. Um, we're buddies. We're buddies. I, uh, again, I mean, you know what I mean. Like I said, I'm not um, that private, but I've got a circle of friends that I went to school with, I played football with, and outside of that group, I could find myself in a group of people, but I wouldn't approach people or speak to anybody else other than my friends. And then my friends would be like, brother, you all right? And I'm like, no, I'm cool, man. I'm good. I'm having a good time. And I wouldn't really reach out to anybody else that was in the room. Now, um, the older I've gotten and the things that I'm trying to do now and pursue, you ca- you got to come out of your comfort zone. Your comfort zone yeah, and your shell definitely. a little bit. Um, so I was actually explaining to my missus the other day. Um, literally said, yeah, like, I think this is going to sound soppy as soppy as anything. But I was, I, I said, um, soppy stuff, man. Jesus. I think um, I, said, I said, uh, I said, I think Michael's the first person that I've met that I like. Wow. Out, outside <laughs> of... Um, Jesus Christ. Outside of our circle of friends, obviously. Okay. I don't, but to me, that was empowering, and it made me feel proud to myself for actually connecting with somebody that I wouldn't connect with. Um, I wanted to do podcasting. Um, there's loads of the gang of stuff that I want to be doing. And then it's kind of like the universe conspired somewhat that I'd met you, and then however many weeks or months or whatever it is later... Um, you messaged me, yeah, and, yeah. and we're sitting here now. So no, no, that's good. It's good. Well, I'm, I'm kind of, si- kind of similar um, position I was in. So I've, I'm, I've been a PT for years, and I'm very talkative. For me, every single person is an opportunity to sell PT, taxi driver, whoever. So I've always made friends everywhere I've gone, and then I hit a, a kind of a, a, br- a kind of point in life where I stopped doing that. Where I stopped wanting to kind of extend myself and, and reach out to people and, and try and build friendship networks. Mm-hmm. I just completely stopped. I don't know what happened, but I just stopped. And then now I'm in the pr- process now of trying to see if I can build networks. And that's why meeting yourself and even going to that crash course, I keep saying crash course, why I keep saying crash course? Crash club, yeah. Crash club was kind of a big step because before then I didn't really sign up to anything. So it's just very much of go there with the mind to, to meet different people, to talk to different people. And then I came across yourself and it was like, okay, there is something here in terms of, I've mentioned Arsenal, as you can see, we got the, yeah, the yeah. t-shirts up, reference. Um, I talked to my brother playing football, then you then talked about, you used to play football and you're still playing Sunday Sunday league football? Yeah, play Sunday league, um, vets um, and local football. See, yeah, still and, active. and then we then ended up talking about UFC and boxing and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I get on well with this guy. We've got like common interests here. I want to do a podcast. You mentioned 
you and a few buddies were thinking of doing a podcast and I was like, okay, that kind of works quite well. So let's see if we can put those two thought processes together and build something, especially with the backdrop of motivation, inspiration, and never giving up. Mm-hmm. For me, that's, that's why this is something poignant to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm, I'm very happy and fortunate to have you on board, even though some of the stuff you said was quite cheesy, but... Hey, bruv, it's gone over the top of my head, so um, don't worry. But it's not cheesy. It's not even being truthful. Like I, I said to you, um, if we're going to have people on this podcast, yeah, and we're going to be not intrusive, but are you asking questions? Yeah, we're man. asking questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if they if they're going to be honest to me and you and to the audience, then I need to be oh transparent. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. With people. Well, I think that's the key, so, isn't it? Yeah, I think when we move forward, um, I mean. Ultimately, this might be the only time that me, you and I speak to each other. Yeah? What was on happening, the, man? Not on the platform. Oh, I was going to say, mean, you're going to yeah, delete my number got, already. Got, yeah, we've got, <laughs> we got all quick, the man. Give up. me the proper name and everything. We've got the guest lined up. I yeah, just, no, um, what I'm saying is there's people um, that will listen to this. Yes. And they'll be like, damn, I didn't know that. But they know me. Well, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. and open. And then if people want to um, check me on that, just give me a bell. No, that's right. We'll talk it through. I think that's probably a, a great point to start from. So, who are you? Who am I? Yeah, give me, give me, give me, give me who you were growing up. Give me your background. Give me your story. I want, I want to know who you are. Especially now, I've learned your name. Mm. This is good, right? Good step. Now, I want to know more about yourself. Pressure's on. Um, right. So, start from the beginning. I'm probably four point now. Okay. Yeah. Of where I am. Um, I wouldn't say, listen, I'm privileged. I had a very, very good upbringing. Yep. But I battled against that upbringing. Um, it, it, a lot of people know this about, it's a factual thing about me that I don't mind sharing, is that I'm adopted. Now, um, which in its, in its own sentiment is a blessing because my older brother... Um, I never knew him. Okay. So um, he passed away. And then for all intents and purposes, I think my um, my dad, so my adopted dad, and uh, my mother that, that took me on um, had three daughters. Okay. So it's kind of at the stage I'm at now <laughs> with my missus. So it's kind of like girl, girl, girl. And then they had a boy. And um, unfortunately, he wasn't very well, and um, he passed away. What do you do? Do you attempt to have another child, or like, what's a logical next step? I think is to um, adopt, which is what they did. Well, I was adopted into a white family. Okay, which is interesting, right? Yeah, man. Um, Must have been tough. It was extremely tough, and I, d- I don't speak to people about it. Okay, really. Um, so a lot of people think, right, uh, Johnny. Leon Brownie, he's a dickhead. Yeah, I don't like him. He's this, he's that. Now, there's a lot of... Re- everybody's got their story, I haven't they? Of course, of course. Yeah? Um, so I've finally got to a stage where I say, like, 4.0 is where I'm comfortable in my skin. And the lessons that I've learned and the things that I've been through, I'm kind of like... I'm in my late 30s now. But I've only really just got to a stage where I'm... Like, yeah, that's me. Okay. Yeah. And it's been that whole process and that journey through everything that I've been through um, that's gotten me to here. It's the same as everybody. 
but it's um i think i've met um my adopted family uh maybe when i was 24 okay and how was that i got to find them um it was mad it was uh i think i remember a conversation i had with my um adopted mum I think, I, I don't know, I was like nine years old. It wasn't so much a conversation, but she said to me, um, w- we're in the park playing um, with my three older sisters. And then she pulled me to the side and she was like, oh, do you think they look different to you? Okay. And I said, yeah. And she was like, well, you're adopted, right? And the implications of that and what it means. And I said, yeah, I know. But I'd never had that conversation with anybody. I just worked it out myself. Yeah. Um, so from a very young age, I've accepted the fact that I wasn't part of this, um, unit biologically, but, um, the love that they showed me was enough that I didn't have to worry about that stuff. Worry about it. Yeah, of course. I can Um, imagine. So it was cool. So it wasn't a big thing. I was like, that's cool. Um, so then I got to the stage of... So I had my eldest daughter, um, what was I, 21? Um, and then that just got me thinking. Got to change. Like, where's my family? Yeah, yeah. Like, if this is, this is my first biological person that I've ever known in my life, mm. like, where are the rest of them? Yeah. So that kind of started that journey to try and find them. Um, and then that took a couple of years, a few years. Private investigator, I think it was like 50 pounds. An hour? No, 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 no. He said to me, um, you go on all these forums. Yeah. And uh, you speak to people about your experiences and what have you. And then this guy popped his head up because there's so many sharks out there in, a, in anything that you're trying to do. Sharks in terms of? As, as in, yeah, I'll help you, bruv. Um, okay, pay, okay. Pay me 50 pound an hour. Okay. And I'll find your mum, your dad, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, and they won't. They're of course. Just, they're they just taking the money. Pocketing the money, of course. Yeah. Six months after I connected with him, mm-hmm. um, he rang me and said, oh, uh, I've got some, got some uh, good news. I said, what's that then? He said, I found your mum. Okay, this is positive. Yeah. And I said, okay, um, where is she, naturally? Um, he said, I can't tell you the address and all this sort of stuff. We need to go to the council and we've got to sign a few forms and you need to see a counsellor and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's cool. Um, and he said she might not be what you expect her to be because they're all the things that you need to go. Yeah, through. they have to say that beforehand, don't they? Yeah. Um, and I said, you know what? I don't. I, f- I just need to know who it is. Of course. You look in the mirror, you see yourself, and what do I look like? Where do I come from? Um, and he was like, ah. Oh. So we went to council. So we're standing in um, the car park at the council. Everything's done, and he said, right, I won't give you the address because they're going to give that to you when they write to you. Um, or when she makes contact with you. Um, but she's 10 minutes down the road. Okay. From where we were stood. And where we were standing was like half an hour from my house. Shit. Heart's beating at the time, right? Yeah, and I was just My like, heart's beating at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, do you know how long she's lived there for? Oh, well, when we spoke to her, she said she hasn't moved. For one reason of maybe you might pop your head up. Wow. In the future. So in this area, I was shopping there. I'll get my hair cut there. Um, you know what I mean? You've walked past multiple times. You yeah, probably, yeah, 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 yeah. you probably walked right past her a few times. Yeah, and then, um, so the first time I went to meet her, um, she had my younger sister 
who you've met. Yes. Um, Natasha. And uh, she basically, so they, it was just, it was those two. And um, I was like, okay, it's cool, it's done. Now, I don't know if this, <laughs> Go on. if um, amazing things happen and crazy things happen. Like, uh, put it this way, if, we, if I go to the cinema with my missus and we watch a badass film oh, yeah. and it's a sick film, yeah? And when I'm watching the film, I'm like, this is sick. And I'm thinking to myself, this is amazing. When we come outside, she'll say to me, oh, uh, did you like that film? And I was like, okay. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah. Um, and that's how I roll. Okay. Um, so when I met my mum, it was the same thing. Okay. So there was a lot of emotion in there, but didn't know how to express it. Well, it must be tough, no? Yeah. It must be tough. Yeah, it must you, be tough. You suppress so, it. So how did that go, that meeting? So, so you've now, how did, what was the setting? Did you turn up at a house or um, did he organise a meet somewhere at the coffee shop or how does that work? I think it was a premiere in. Okay. In Heathrow. Um, so one of my boys at the time gave me a lift with his girlfriend, um, dropped me off at the back. Okay. I walked in, um, looked around, um, whether it's a natural connection or what, I don't know, but it was kind of like, okay, there she is. I'd seen a picture, okay, but it was like a split second to work out where she was in the room. Then walked over, hugged it out, and then obviously she's, she was like crying her eyes out. Um, and very emotional. Of course, just my long lost son. Yeah, yeah, and I was kind of like, it's cool. It's fine, yeah, take yeah, it easy, calm worry. down. Yeah. Um, so you get through all of the basic questions that you'd ask anybody, but it was kind of like, everything's cool. Like, listen, the only thing you need to know is that I've had a good life. Okay. And um, if you've ever been worried about how did I turn out and what have you, everything's blessed. Um, extreme... All of the problems and issues that I've ever had of my own making. Okay. Um, life choices. Uh, so, but none of them experiences that I've had that have been negative were needed to be had. Okay. And so you've caused them? Yeah, I've caused them. Um, and that was just trying to fit in. So then you've, you've met her, you've spent the... How long did you guys spend talking? About an hour. Okay, spent an hour talking. And then what happened thereafter? So the next weeks, the weeks after, did you then meet up again? Or what's, yeah, what's, so what's happened then? What's happened since? Uh, we met um, quite regularly after that, I think. Uh, I don't know, once a month, something like that. Um, there was a few things going on with me personally, uh, which got in between seeing her at some points um and again another big thing is um for me that people might not necessarily understand or think that that guy's a little bit off is that i don't know if it's something from my adoption okay that's made me be the way i am when i handle relationships so whether it be a friend um an old work colleague um some old football coaches Whoever it is, um, I generally tend to lose contact with them. Okay. But it's always I'm concerned within myself about, oh, I wonder how they are. But I find it difficult to reach out, reach out to people and ask how they are okay. and keep that connection. But I kind of, th I, I don't know, I mean, books I've read and things that I've seen, like uh, the bond between um, a son 
and the mother and getting taken away from them at such an early age is um they've I've, I've seen people say that it's all it's as traumatic as like having a car accident it's um a major emotional experience which takes something away from you no i can imagine so i, I don't know if i'm missing something something yeah that bit so to try and maintain those meet meetings like for me was a little bit difficult um because all i wanted to see was what they looked like of course yeah and who they were um so for her i think it was a lot more difficult for her because uh, of all the worry that she'd had and everything that she'd been through um having to make that decision to put me up for adoption yeah. Um. And now she's confronted with it. So if I was then saying oh, I can't, I, I can't come Saturday because I've got a madness going on yeah, yeah. in my life. But she's thinking, oh, it's me. Of course, yeah, yeah. She's gonna, it's gonna be like a stab to the heart. Yeah, I yeah, will yeah, be. yeah. So that you've now just reconnected, and then now the person's now saying, mm. can't meet you. Yeah. You know, and it, it's yeah, and no, that's tough. I'm sitting here going. So the relationship was tough. a bit funny from there. Um. But from it, I mean, I've got a best friend from it. So, like, my sister, Natasha, like, tight. I, I get Arsenal supporter. It's a proper yeah. team. Just saying, it's a proper team. I hope people do understand that. We we are proper fans of a proper team who have won stuff. Just hey, cool. So, we've gone through all of that. I remember when I, I met you first, you said that you used to be an MC. And I want you to, to touch up on that, those days of, of MC. And what type of MC was you? Was it Garage we're talking about? or Yes, uh, Garage. Um, so my generation would have been... So I started raving when... Oh, when did I first go to a rave? Probably when I was like 15. lady that I ended up growing up with um, in my teenage years. Um, I would say she's my mum, basically. Shout out Trish. So her eldest son, Wayne, um, again, someone that I'd latched onto because where I grew up, we were like the only black guys, black guys in the area. I said, then I went to school and then I got Reese and Wayne, who are, uh, my brothers, okay. yeah, um, that were like, bruv, like, come and sit with me, sort of thing. So then, um, there like some prison set up there, though. Yeah, no, it? well, no, it sounds a bit like one of those ones you just walked <laughs> in the prison saying. And then you've gone, okay, you've got the blacks on the side, you've got the Mexicans on that side, you've got the white over there, the neo-Nazis. Which side are you? Oh, my boy, yeah, he's waved. Okay, I'm coming no, over. No, I'm no, come no. over take a seat. Um, they just happen to be. Okay, okay. And it worked out for me. Um, so then, yeah, Wayne used to take me raving. So I went to Mirage. It must have been Mirage at the time. Um, thought, I can do that. So me and my mate Adam um, invested in some decks. And... Uh, if he ever hears this, he might say that he bought them because I can't remember if I have actually gave him any money. Um, so we've got these decks, big, like, suitcase thing. So they weren't two, like, traditional two turntables. It was like a big suitcase. You open it up and it's got everything in there. Yeah. Um, and we just started shooting the shit on there, just chatting rubbish, copying people's rhymes um, and just listening to them back and chatting rubbish. And I thought, you know what, I can do this. All right. So, so then what? So you, you've given us the, the the story of how you started, yeah. but then where did you go with it? What happened? Was you in a group? Uh, I was in a group. Um, What's the group's name? Secret Society. Wow. Oh no, the first group. <laughs> the first group I was in was Five Alive. Five Alive. Yeah. So, so foot. I'm playing football. Yeah. Um. So I was playing at a decent standard, Allied Counties, for a club called Beckingsfield. Okay. And our coach at the time. Um, Colin Barnes uh, was, I don't know if he was the chief scout or he's a scout at Watford. So I was playing games at Watford and 
playing for Beaconsfield. And the idea was, I'm going to be a professional footballer. End of. Okay. That's it. Nothing else. However, went to college. Um, and then everybody's in the common room emceeing as well. And I was like, let me get involved in that. And I met a guy, Aaron um, Apex. And he was like, oh, bruv, do you want to join my, my crew? And I was like, this is so surreal. It's like, so you see something on TV like this. And I was like, <laughs> you yeah, sound I'll, like prison I'll, again. Yeah, yeah, I'll join your crew. <laughs> yeah. um, and he was like, right, we need to make one. Okay. <laughs> so we like recruited all these people, like the A-team. Yeah. DJ, producer, etc. And then we did Five Alive. Okay, I'm with you. Um, and then my boy Clement, um, CJ, big DJ now. And uh, he played it for Brentford at the time. So I remember meeting him, remember him getting off the platform at the train station. It was like, yeah, CJ, instant rapport. And then we were like, yeah, let's do this. So we had like two DJs, um, Mark Hilton, Mark um, Hilton, Olympic gold medalist. Okay. Mark Don Hilton. Mm, so yeah, two DJs, two MCs and what have you. I think we went to a radio station. Um, I don't know if we were on Mac FM or anything like that in uh, King's Cross. But um, the guy at the time was like, oh, there's already um, a group with your name. Okay. So we were like, oh, we're sitting in the car, like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we do? And then I think it was Apex. He was just like, Secret Society. And we were like, yeah. And then that was <laughs> it. And then, like, pretty much. But then the name means so much to me now because of all the stuff that I'm into in my older life. Um, so, yeah, so we did, we did the group. Um, I think the first ever booking we had was Capital Club in Leicester Square. Okay. With, like... Um, Shorty Blitz and uh, Skibbity and um, all those guys for the drum and bass people. Um, I think it was either Master Steps or EZ. It was one of them. can't remember. Um, but for me, like being 16, 17, with, they were already names to me anyway. Um, I just remember, because Garage was so different back then to where we are now in music. Of course, yeah, yeah of course. I just remember... Um, so you're trying to get your, your bars out. Yeah. And then the DJ's looking at you, like, shut up. And I'm like, I'm, get, I'm getting paid to MC, and you're telling me that I'm not allowed to MC. So there was that, battle. I was there for that, that battle of the inception of the MC, where um, we were that younger, the younger guys that actually wanted to, because we were looking up to like Blakey, okay. um, DT, PSG. Yeah, PSG. Um, them, them guys, mm -hmm. and they're kind of like um, host MCs. Okay. Yeah, so they've got like little hooks and tags, and they keep the party lively and vibey, and then they have their little melodies. Yeah. And we were kind of like, okay, we've got that, but we also listen to um, hip-hop. So you just want to flow? Yeah, so we just want to flow. Yeah, you want to flow. Um, so where we go from the college um, scene in the common room, to just get letting wild, to then having to pull yourself back and then just learn them patterns about how you interact with the DJ. Okay. So it was all a learning curve as we went along. And then we just naturally just stayed doing it and then made mixtapes, CDs, travel around the country. So different then than it is now. Yeah. Um, it's amazing now. Well, now you can, you can be a, a star of a night, you know? You, you can make your own little mixtape at home with your phone, and then from there, picked up online, and before you know it, you're you're a big shot. You're a big deal. Yeah, it's, it's um, amazing. It's fascinating. I'd love to. 
have the ability to to write bars and to spit and do that. I wanted to be my um, email address is Mike Star because mm. Mike used to be a Mike yeah, yeah. Star. Um, but I was never any good on the mic. So that was your MC name? Yeah, Mike Star, man. Mike was a superstar. But I was never good at putting through or putting together bars. I, I was never good. We, we, especially in my school, the school I went to, secondary school in Fulham, we had a number of the guys that used to MC. So at lunchtime, and I used to try. Mm. I used to try, but never, never was successful, never was good at spitting any bars or even catching the beat. Could never catch the beat. I still can't catch the beat now, I'll tell you that. Can't even dance, but I couldn't mm. catch the beat. And it was one of those things where I was always in awe of the guy who could write, you know, or the guy could spit a certain bar or he can metaphor something. You're like, wow, how did you put that together? But I was never any good at that. Never, mm. never. So um, it takes a lot. But so how's that going now? You guys still making tracks? What was we, um, we, we went to Telstar. Um, I think, I don't know if it's Paul Widger. I don't know if he was Craig Davis manager at the time or not. Um, but looking back on it, so we're in his mansion in Ascot, right? Okay. And you've got all the artists that live in the house. And then you've got like four black boys from Slough that are trying to get into the music industry. And I must have been, what, 19 at the time now? Okay. So we'd made a name for ourselves um, to, the in, to the extreme where we got to meet this guy. Yeah? Yep. So that's, that's what I was thinking to myself, that there was something here. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, you're um, getting somewhere. And we're moving. And now, for me... I recall the meeting was kind of like he was he walked us around his house, he was showing us his cars, look at this, I can open this car with my finger, like put my fingertips under the handle and the car opens, as if to say, Be with me, this is your grand places. This is what you'll get. Um now go back into the meeting room, living room, wherever we were, and my phone rings. Hello? I'm like, okay, it's my girlfriend at the time. So I go out, speak to her. Okay. <coughs> Straight away, yeah. You don't. Why am I answering my phone in a in a? Oh no, of course. Yeah, you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of in course, you're here for yeah. for work. You know, I'm putting the work so in. So I've gone. Come back in. Phone rings again. Her again. Okay. Go outside, speak to her. So that whole thing was going on. Yeah. Which was so unprofessional. Of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're not serious. Not serious at all. But then I just remember him saying. He said, "Look, you're all good-looking guys. You've all got a great look about you." I just don't know if they're ready for four black guys. Okay. I'll be honest with you. Right? And what year was this? Um, oh, God, what would that have been? So, it's like 2001. 2001. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, 2000, 2001. Um, now, you have, there's a gang of people, so so solid, and the likes, they're coming through. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think the, the difference between that is that they're... Um, so inspirational where they're self-funded. Mm -hmm. They did everything themselves. Yeah, so yeah. they're game changers. They set a lot of things up for what everybody else is doing today. Gang of them. Oh, yeah. there's loads. Yeah, there's loads. Gang of them. Um, actor, producer, artist, yep. singer, songwriter. Roadmen. Take no for an answer. Yeah. And they're a machine. Get it. Yeah? So they kept rolling. Um, we came up against a hurdle. Okay. And there's only four of us. And... We weren't um, roadmen. We we're not. It, we're, um, we didn't have a, a, a bag of money that we could um, self-fund ourselves to get in the studio and do this and that. So we were trying to do it collectively in the surrounding counties. Yeah. So yeah. not in London. 
So we've already got that stigma of being, oh, them guys are from country. Not serious guys. Yeah. <laughs> so it was difficult to try and to break that barrier. But um, we did all right. Um, nothing ever came of that. Never released anything. And then I had, uh, like I said, I had a, a whole lot of issues that I was going through at the time. Either way, guys, it's been a pleasure. I'm Michael. I'm Johnny. And I was going to say Leon again. Yeah. Put up. Um, but this has been the Year Buddy Experience podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. As you can hear, we are characters. The pod itself is about inspiration, motivation through sharing of stories told by individuals that are inspiring. <laughs>